0: The glory of our God. There is no one like him. Who else has skillfully created something like this? Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, or with the breadth of his hand marked off the heavens? Who has held the dust of the earth in a basket, or weighed the mountains on the scales and the hills in a balance? He doesn't need our praise. All creation is praising Him 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Have you ever heard the sound of a star? The stars praise Him. The creatures of the seas praise Him. nature praises him. And the mystery of our God is that in the midst of all this, he loves you. The
1: glory of God. This is something that Myself and my best friend, Big Mike, have gotten to sing to you guys about the last couple of weeks. And during that time, God dropped this message on me to talk to you about his glory, the glory of God. I think it's so fitting that this is the word that's coming forth, closing this year, because there's a lot of times that we get words and it's about us. It's about how it can help us, how we can do this or how we can do that. But today, this word is going to be strictly about God and about what he can do for us and his glory. I want to talk to you today from one story found in Exodus chapter 34, and it's my most favorite story besides the story of Christ, of course, but this is an encounter between Moses and God, and I want to set this story up for you, Uh, Moses uh, you know, God used Moses to bring his people out of Egypt, used him to do mighty things. They were moving. And God told Moses, there's many more things I want you to do, many more places I want you to go and conquer and take hold. And Moses said, God, okay, I want to do that. I will do that. But God, you know, I, I know that you're here with me. I hear you talking. I see you guiding us. But God, I want more. He said, "I, God, I want More of you. He said, he said, God, show me your glory. And the coolest thing happened. God accepted. So I want to talk to you from Exodus chapter 34. We'll jump right into it. It Says, then the Lord told Moses, chisel out two stone tablets like the first ones. I will write on them the same words that were on the tablets you smashed. Be ready in the morning to climb up Mount Sinai and present yourself to me on top of the mountain. I want to talk to you today from the thought, come to the mountain with me. Come to the mountain with me. Can we say a short prayer? Father, we thank you now for another chance, another opportunity, God, to share your word. God, I pray, Lord, that... These precious people, God, hear your word, God. Heed your word, Lord. Open our ears, God. Soften our hearts, God. And I pray, Lord, that for these next few minutes, God, that we don't worry about what happened this last week. We don't worry about what's coming up in this week, God. Not even in the next day, God. Not even in the next hour, God. But for these next few moments, let us focus solely on you pray for myself, God, your servant. I pray, Lord, that I can be your mouthpiece today, God. Let me say what you want me to say, God, and don't let me say anything you don't want me to say, God. Don't let me do anything you don't want me to do, God. But let your glory be revealed in this place, Lord, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Come to the mountain with me. You know, the word mountain, oftentimes we hear it. In either um, um, motivational speeches, we see it in self-help books, or even in sermons, that word mountain is usually something that is uh, in your way, that's blocking you, that's stopping you from getting to the next level in your life. But today, I don't want you to view the mountain as that, because we will see what the mountain represents as we continue this story. But the mountain today is going to represent the place where God is, the glory of God. Now, one thing I want to make clear real quick is, you know, this is just a revelation God dropped on me. If you want to accept it, you can. If you don't, I'll pray for you. (laughs) I'm kidding. No, but I'll pray for you. Um, He told me, he said, TJ, he said, oftentimes we get the presence of God and the glory of God mixed up as the same thing when really it's different. say, what do you mean? Let me explain. The presence of God is everywhere. presence of God is in this place right now. The presence of God is in your car. The presence of God is at home. The presence of God is in you. What does the Bible say? We are the dwelling, uh, the temple, the dwelling of the Holy Spirit. The presence of God is in you right now. Uh, I believe it's Psalms uh, nine eight that says, uh, uh, you know, if I'm on the mountaintop, you are there with me. If I make my bed in hell, you are there with me. What does that mean? On my best days and on my worst days, God, you're still there with me. Is anybody excited that God is still always with you? God is everywhere. He's omnipresent. You can't escape him. So that's the presence of God. But the glory of God is the manifestation of his presence. What does manifestation means? That means, that means uh, 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 a clear, visible sign that something is. And so that's what Moses asked God. He said, he said God, manifest yourself in my life. And I want to tell you a quick story before I jump into the rest of it of the first time that I encountered the glory of God and it wasn't this testimony is not necessarily even about me but I remember leading worship for this church for this uh this this worship conference uh with this team that I used to travel around and sing and worship with I was about 15 years old and I remember we're just singing the presence of God was strong in this place kind of just like it is here And first off, can we thank God that we have a church that the presence of God is alive in and that he's here? Come on, we can do better than that. There's a lot of dead churches out there. But the presence of God is in this church, amen? And so uh, uh, I remember singing and worshiping and the presence of God was just so strong. And then I remember feeling something different, something changed, something shifted in the atmosphere. And I remember the woman of God, she came up and she said... She was a prophetess and it was her conference and she said, God just told me that we have moved not just from his presence, but we move from his presence into his glory. And she said, and whatever you need, come and get it. And so people begin to get up out of their seats, come down and come for prayer, different things and stuff like that. Well, I'm back here on the stage, I'm worshiping and I see uh, one of my friends that I go to high school with. And I see him step out of his seat, and I'm like, oh, no, what is he doing? You say, why did you say that? I saw this guy every single day. He was born with a leg four inches shorter than the other. He had a a prosthetic uh, boot or shoe to help him kind of stable out a little bit. And also it made him walk different, so he kind of had a hunchback. So he kind of just walked through the school like this. Saw it every day of my life. And I saw him walk down, and I'm not going to lie to y'all, instantly I went to my human mindset and I said, oh man, what is he doing? I'm like, I see him every day and I know this is kind of a hereditary thing. And so I remember the woman of God said, stretch your hands, let's pray for him. And we stretched our hands, and when I stretched my hands, you know what type of prayer I gave him? I said, oh God, I hope, God, I wish that would be nice. And can we be honest, that's how a lot of us pray. We say, God, I hope, I wish this would be cool if that happened. That would be nice if it happens. But what I want you to know is that when the glory of God shows up in your life or in a situation, things have to change. They have to change. And so he came, he came down, and I'm still I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. So I remember she put her hands on his leg, and she said, in Jesus' name, you're healed. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm grown up, I'm sure Pastor Justin knows, I'm thinking, you know, they're supposed to be, you know, shaking, jerking, you know, all sorts of crazy stuff. But oftentimes, that's why we miss our miracle and our blessing is because we're expecting heat or chills or something to happen when often God moves in the stillness, in the quietness. And she said, in Jesus' name, you're healed. And he got up. She said, take your shoes off and walk. And would y'all believe it, first step he took, he stumbled. And I said, man, I knew it. I knew it. Second step he takes. <sighs> he did it again. He stumbled and fell. And I was like, man, how am I going to explain this? Because there's a lot of people from my high school that were there. And I'm like, how am I going <laughs> to tell them tomorrow that, you know, how am I going to explain this? I- I'm all about me when it's not about me anyway. <laughs> and I remember But there's something about threes with God. On the third step, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Jesus rose on what day? The third day. On the third step, y'all, this person that I saw every day of my life struggling with this same... Burden, this physical burden, I saw with my own eyes, 10 feet away from him. She said, in Jesus' name, you're healed. On the third step, his leg grew out four inches. His back straightened up and he walked straight. Come on, somebody should give God a praise for that. Now, I know you're like, why am I praying? I don't know him. It's okay. But why did that happen? Because the glory of God manifested in his life. And I don't know what it is. It may not be a physical thing. It may be a financial thing. It may be a relationship thing. It may be a heart issue. But I am going to invite for these next few minutes the glory of God to rest in this place. And when that happens, you will encounter him like never before and you will change. You will change. I want you to know, as it's, it's important for you to know that God's design, his will was always from the beginning He wanted us to dwell with him in his glory. We see it with Adam and Eve. He he tried to create a place, a space that we could walk and talk and dwell with him. Obviously, we know why that didn't happen. But then there was a man named Jesus that we've been celebrating all month long that came to this earth, that died, that took the stripes, that took the pain. And when he did that, when he took his last breath, he gave you a breath. And he gave you life and he's gave you grace. And now because of that one day again, we will be God with God in his glory. Can we give God praise for that? So in the meantime, how do we, how do we access the glory of God? How do we walk in that? I'm going to use this story to talk about it found in Exodus chapter 34. The first thing I want you to know is that it's hard work. It's hard work to get in God's glory. What do you mean? Let me explain. Exodus 34 verse 2 says it like this. This is God speaking to Moses. He said, be ready in the morning to climb. Everybody say climb. Come on, one more time say climb. Be ready in the morning to climb up Mount Sinai and present yourself to me on top of the mountain. How do I know it's hard work? Moses... The Moses, the one that we read about, the one that we know about, the one that even if you're a believer or a non-believer knows the name Moses, this man had to work to go see God's glory. It wasn't, he could have easily just said, God, just, you know, come on, man, we cool. You know, he knew God. He knew God's voice. He knew that God was moving in his life and different things and stuff like that. But yet God said, he he asked God, he said, God, show me your glory. I want to see you in my life. I want you to be revealed. I want to see you. And God said, okay, but you're going to have to work for it. I'm here to tell some of you today that you've been asking God, God, move in my life. God, strip me of this. God, give me healing in my heart. Give me in my life. And he says, okay, I want to give it to you, but you're going to have to work for it. You're going to have to sacrifice some things. You're going to have to get rid of a relationship. You're going to have to move past some of that hurt. You're going to have to get past your feelings. You're going to have to do a lot of different things because you're going to have to climb you got to work. Has, has any of you actually ever climbed a mountain like for real? Anybody? Yeah. Awesome. I tell you all the time, I'm black. Y'all will never see me doing nothing like that. The most that you'll see black people doing is playing football. That's about it. That's, that's the most outdoors. So any of y'all that done that, I'll pray for y'all at the end. altar call. I haven't climbed a mountain. I've climbed stairs. <laughs> and I've climbed hills and ran hills, particularly in basketball. Uh, When I used to play, that was one of our conditioning things. And I know, though, the thing, though, that I know about climbing a mountain is that it's hard work. I know that the higher you get, the harder it is to breathe. The higher you get, the more tired you get, the more stress that is put on your body. That's why those people who climb mountains, they have to, they take tents, they take a bunch of food, they take a bunch of water, they take all these different things because they know in order for them to get to the top, they're going to have to rest, they're going to have to sustain, but they're going to have to keep going. I'm here to tell some of you today that I know you've been seeking God, you've been asking Him, you've been saying, God, I want to do it, but let me tell you the secret ingredient is you're going to have to climb, you're going to have to work. What is your climbing? You're climbing when we worship. That's why we have an extended time of worship here, is because we know that the longer that we stay in His presence, the longer that we're climbing. We know that your climbing is prayer. That's the number one unused tool that we have as Christians. But when we use that, we're communicating with the Creator Himself. The, the next thing is, is praise. That's why almost every single week when I get the chance, I say, come on, let's give God a loud shout of praise. Why do I do that? Because I can see and I can sense in the spirit all the different things and the depression and the anxiety and the things that are holding us down. And when we lift up a shout of praise, those things must break, they must fall, and we're elevated and we continue to climb. We continue to climb. The next thing that you're going to have to do is you got to push past your feelings if you want to climb. It's going to be hard work. Pastor Gene said this. I don't remember when he said it, but he said, you know, if we just are just flowing in our feelings, we're like a sail blow. Just blowing among every wind. And some of us, we do that. We get our feelings hurt. We get all salty. We, We get, we get... We get uh different things happen, we go into a depression, we back away from everybody, we close away. But if you want to see the glory of God revealed in your life, you are going to have to push past your feelings. You're gonna do you think, do y'all think that Moses wanted to climb? Let me tell you, Moses was old at that time. Old man. He wasn't 26 years old like me. This guy was was an old man, and he could have been like, God, come on, man. Let, Just be me in the back pasture or something like that. Like, come on, dog. We cool. But God said, no, I want you to climb. And Moses said, okay, God, whatever it takes, I'm going to come. Whatever it takes, because I know when I encounter your glory, it's going to change me. It's going to shake me. It's going to take me to the next level. So I know that some of you are going through some struggles, through some different things in your life, through some tests, through some trials. But I'm here to tell you, if you continue to climb, if you continue to work, God is going to show up. I know that you may have to crawl. I know that you may have to jump over some things I know that you may have to run from some things but if you continue to climb and struggle even through your depression even through your heartbreak even through your trouble when you get to the top of the mountain you will see God's glory come on give God a shout of praise in this place come on lift up come on let's climb for a minute Everybody say, I got to climb. going to have to climb. I'm sorry, y'all. I am sorry you all were was not supposed to get that excited. I got about 15 minutes left. Let's pick it back up. Exodus 34, verse 3. Next thing, God says, no one else may come with you. In fact, no one else is to appear anywhere on the mountain. Do not even let the flocks or the herds graze near the mountain. The next thing that I want to let you know Is that sometimes you have to go by yourself? Sometimes you may have to go by yourself. I believe it was Pastor Justin that said this a few weeks ago. He said, All too often, there's a lot of times that us as believers depend on each other too much. And I know we see the Bible and we see the scripture that says, Iron sharpens iron. So we're like, Yeah, but we need to help each other out. And we do, don't get me wrong. But every now and then, you got to just say, you know what, y'all, I got it. I'm going to work. I'm going to go and do it because I don't want God to just show up in your life. I want him to show up in my life and for myself. And so we, we sometimes depend on each other too much. We depend on the worship leaders. We depend on the worship team to get us going or to get us focused or to get us ready for the word. You're like, oh, I'm dragging, but, you know, if they sing a lot today, that'll get that'll really get me going. Or if they, they sing, you know, let it rain, then I'll, I'll finally lift my hands. But if they don't sing that, I, I ain't feeling it. Can I be I, I know what some of y'all think because God shows me <laughs> with your facial expressions. Because you're like, let. It, oh, no, here it is. You are alive Enough. nothing can take. Where's the smile? Where's the joy? But, but I say all that to say, y'all know I, get, I got ADD. I get sidetracked. We depend on the worship leaders sometimes too much. We depend, on, we depend on the prayer partners to pray for our situation and to help us out. They're, that's what they're there for. Don't get me wrong. Use it. But sometimes you've got to hit your knees and pray for yourself. Or we depend on my favorite. I think Pastor Justin said this too. We depend on Pastor Gene too much. Pastor Gene, you tell us the word. You tell us what God is saying. And then, you know what happens when that happens? Is we become like the Israelites. Let me explain to you. The, well, you know how I told you God's original intent was for us to dwell with him? Well, he tried to bring this back with the Israelites. This is before this encounter with Moses. He said, Moses get those israelites together bring them to the mountain i want to come back i want to show them my glory i want to speak to all of you directly i want to come speak to you and, the, and he got them all together Moses got them together they get by the mountain and guess what happened thunder happens lightning happens the ground begins to shake we sing on that song all the time. why does that happen because when god shows up in your life there's power and so he showed up he showed up and guess what happened with the israelites they ran back. They said, "Oh, oh no! Oh my goodness, this—that's too much. This—that's too much power. Too much. Too much truth. Too much goodness." So, so Moses, you go. You're good with him. You know God. You go and tell him. You go and come back and tell us what God is saying. And that's what we do. Pastor Gene, you go. You go tell us what God is saying. You—you you go get a revelation. Pastor Justin, you go get a revelation and you come back and tell us what God is saying. But God is wanting to talk to you directly. He wants to talk to you himself. He don't want to just talk to Pastor Gene. He don't want to just talk to Pastor Justin. He wants to talk to you. Some of y'all, some of the most important instruction that God ever gave in the Bible was to someone privately. Think about it. Ten commandments with Moses. All the different things that happened in the Bible, there was a lot of things that happened that God told someone by themselves specifically. My question is, what is God trying to tell you? What are we missing? Because we're saying, Pastor Gene, you go. But God is saying, I got a word down in you that I want you to give. I want you to share. So sometimes you got to go by yourself. Sorry. Let's continue. Verse 4 through 7. Some of y'all are like, oh, Lord, he about to go through this whole chapter. No, I'm not. Just bear with me. So Moses chiseled out two stone tablets like the first ones. Early in the morning, he climbed Mount Sinai as the Lord had commanded him, and he carried the two stone tablets in his hands. Then the Lord came down in a cloud and stood there with him. And this is my favorite part. He called out his own name. Let's continue. I'll come back to that in a minute. The Lord passed in front of Moses calling Yahweh the Lord. The God of compassion and mercy, I am slow to anger, filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin. And then watch what happened with Moses in verse 8. Moses immediately threw himself to the ground and worshiped. My next point is that when you get into the glory of God, it is no longer about you And you see him for who he really is. That's what happened with Moses. It says Moses immediately hit the ground and he started to worship instantly. Why do we think that happened? Why why do we think that happened? He had, because he had an encounter just like I had. Remember the story that I told you? You know, I began, I I, I forgot this part, but after, after my friend was healed and prayed, I sat back and I got to the farthest corner of the stage. I'll never forget this. And I cried. I wept. I cried out loud like never before, like I lost my best friend. Why? Because, number one, I doubted God. I gave him the wish prayer, the hope prayer, instead of, God, I believe in you, that, that Jesus, you died on the cross for me, and, and not because somebody in particular prayed for him. You know, we had Todd White here not too long ago, and this place was packed, standing room only, and this has nothing to do with him, nothing against him, but, you know, there was a lot of people that were here because they were expecting him to pray for him, but my Bible doesn't say by Todd White stripes were healed. My Bible says, "By Jesus, Christ strikes, we are healed. And so Moses threw himself to the ground, and just like I did, the second reason why I cried I was back here, cried because I, I didn't believe in God. The second reason why I cried is because I realized, oh my goodness, all these songs that I've been singing, all these prayers that I've been praying. All these times that I've been traveling and ministering and doing different things and, and, and just bringing people to Christ and being a part of that. The reason why is because of this being, this thing, this greatness, this powerful. And he has all glory, dominion, and honor. And he cares about us. And he loves us. And he wants to give us joy, peace, love, mercy, faithfulness, protection. I had an encounter. And the same thing with Moses. He hit the ground. He said, oh, my goodness woo he said this this is what it's all about he said this is this is why he brought us out of slavery this is This is why he chose me. This is why he pulled me off the back of the side of the mountain. This this is why. It wasn't about me. It wasn't about what I could do. It wasn't about that people would talk to me about me later on, 2,000 years later. But it is about this being that is big, that is amazing, that is great, and he has glory. He had an encounter, y'all. And I'm praying today that you have that same encounter with God. My favorite part of the story, got a few minutes left. It's hard when you give me a month to prepare, Pastor Gene. God called out his own name. Why is that important? Because only God can do that. (laughs) Like, if I came up here after that video was done, and I walked up and I said, yes, (laughs) TJ is here. (laughs) Pastor TJ is here, the one who's going to bring the word, the one who leads worship, the one who jumps around and sweats, the one who dresses nice, the one who, uh, sorry, the one who, if I would have did that, over half of y'all would have been like, uh, I don't want to hear nothing you got to say. Why? Because there's nothing good about me. What do you mean? Pastor Gene talks about all the time that scripture that says, even on your best day. And I think today is a pretty good day because I'm sharing the word with you. Even on your best day, all of your righteousness, all of your works are as filthy rags. So there's nothing good about me. Nothing. So when I walk past y'all right now, there's nothing good that walks past you. Nothing. But when God shows up, when his glory shows up, and there's even some versions that say all of his goodness past Moses all of his joy his peace his love his faithfulness his kindness all of that passed by Moses and then my favorite part he called out his own name this gets me excited I'm just gonna tell y'all now why does it get me excited because he showed up he gives you a little uh uh extra telling you yeah I'm showing you my goodness my peace my mercy but now I'm telling you I'm the savior I'm God I'm the creator I'm in control of your situation I am here and he says, I am. I know it's not in this, this particular passage, but I love that part when they ask God what his name is. And he says, my name is I am. You got to be cool for your name to be I am. And he says, I am is here. I am. And guess what, y'all? He gives us. The ability to use that name, I am, to speak to your situation. So if you're dealing with sickness, you just walk up to that sickness and say, I am, says I'm no longer allowed to be sick. If you're dealing with depression and fear, anxiety, you walk up to that and say, I am, says you must let me go. If you're dealing with financial troubles, you speak to that thing and say, I am, says set me free. The I am. The I Am is here and His glory is to be revealed in your life. My next thing is, I'm going to go through this one really fast. Exodus 34 says, it takes time. You can go back here. I'm sorry. Exodus 34, 28 says, Moses remained there on the mountain with the Lord for 40 days and 40 nights and all that time he drank and ate no bread and drank no water. So, it takes time, is my next point. It takes time. I'm going to go through this one really fast, but I want you to know that this is, almost every Achille- this is almost every believer's Achilles heel. Well, TJ, I hear that. Pastor TJ, I hear that. I want to I wanna climb. I want to worship. I want to experience God's glory. I want to encounter it, but I, I don't have time. I got three kids, four kids, five kids. One's doing gymnastics. One's doing dance. One's doing football. One's doing acting. One's doing all this. I got my job that takes me around, that's carrying around, doing all these different things. And, 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 and I just I, I don 't have the time, and I understand that we will never, ever, ever be a church that will point our finger at you and downgrade you for taking care of your home and your work situation we 'll never do that, but what I will say is that we make time for those things that we really, truly enjoy and appreciate. Can I be honest? We do, and so I 'm sure even through all that hustle and bustle, we watched TV, we went to the movies. We went on a date night. We did all these different things. And God's like, hey, you're asking for it and I'm here. But you got to work for it. It takes time. It took Moses 40 days and 40 nights. Now I'm going to say something that's about to make some of y'all mad. But the Holy Spirit gave me clearance to say it. (laughs) Moses remained there 40 days and 40 nights. It takes time. But some of us casually... Stroll into church late or we leave early. I knew we were going to be mad or quiet when I said this. And I'm not saying this to to downgrade you, to point fingers at you. I've been there and I'm not perfect, okay? Just because I'm up here does not mean I'm perfect. But I am trying to tell you is that, you know, the reason why sometimes we just drag in here and we come in here because we made this just a routine. We made coming to church a habit. We've made it just something that, oh, yeah, I'll just, this is what I'm supposed to do. I don't know about y'all, but on Saturday nights, I can't sleep because I know that in a few hours, I get to wake up and be in the place and the house of God where it can change me. It can change me. And so, you know, when it comes to that, we got to think about that this is a place where God can show up in your life. And when it comes to, you know, leaving early, I've had some people tell me, oh, you know, I like to go get my kid early out of class. I, I like to beat the traffic out. or I don't really like to talk to people. So we, when Pastor Gene says that, you know, when your worship team comes up, I go ahead and slip out. <laughs> Let me explain to you something about that real quick. The reason why we do that, the closing altar time, if you've never been told this, is not to hear us sing or sound good again. Let me tell you, we know we sound good. <laughs> Did y'all hear the rocking Christmas? Like seriously (laughs) we know that we're good that's not why we get up here you want to know what happens in that moment when we have that altar time god is sealing the word in your heart he's sealing it and so when we when we get in those modes i know things happen i know time happens i know sometimes you got to go and do things and if you have to do it today nobody's going to be like oh where are you going we're not going to do that But I do want to let you know that we got to think about those things, is that God is solidifying that word, that seed that is planted. And so if we get out of here before that can happen, that's why you get that text message from somebody you're not supposed to be texting. That's why you hear a song on the radio that remembers, that makes you remember a hatred that you have for somebody. As soon as you get in the car. Why? Because the enemy comes to steal it. And so we've got to stay and be planted and allow God to plant that seed. But it takes time. The reason why some of us can't encounter God's glory is because we want an experience instead of an encounter. Let me explain. An experience. We, some of us, we want a two-hour experience. We want to come in, get in, get out. Get in, get out. And let me tell you something. An experience will last you for a week an encounter will last you for a lifetime an encounter will last you for a lifetime we need to stop coming to church to be soothed and we need to start coming to church to be sharpened we come we come and we're like Pastor Gene tell me Tell me how I can make it better. Tell me how I can be good again. Tell me how I can make this over again. Tell me how I can do this. Instead of saying, God, sharpen me. Make me better. I know we've got grace. I know we've got that in our life. But at some point, we got to stand up and just do better. And be better. And guess what? Sharpening hurts. (laughs) You're not supposed to be comfortable when you're being sharpened. But it makes you better. My last point, and I'm done. After you encounter his glory... After you encounter his glory, people will notice a difference. People will notice a difference. Exodus thirty-four twenty-nine says, When Moses came down Mount Sinai carrying two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant, he wasn't aware that his face had become radiant because he had spoken to the Lord. So when Aaron and the people saw the radiance of his face... They were afraid to come near him. Now, some of y'all are like, are y'all saying that when I encounter this glory, this, this experience, this encounter that you're talking about, that, that my face is gonna glow red and people are gonna think I'm weird? No, I'm not telling you that. However, if you don't have as dark a skin as me, it could happen. But what I am saying is that people are going to notice something different about you. That's what happened with Moses. Yeah, he had a glow. Yeah, he had a rare veil on his face. But people were like, something's different about this guy. I don't know what happened, but when he came back off that mountain, when he came back down, something something changed about him. And when you encounter the glory of God, the same thing will happen to you. People will be like, they, they came to work and, and, and they used to have an attitude. They used to be sad. They used to be down. They used to be lonely and depressed. But something happened after a Sunday that they they, they came back to work and now they're, they're happy again. They're speaking life. They're speaking truth. They're, they're speaking joy. And when they ask you, well, how did that happen?, How did you forgive me even though I hurt you? How did you forgive me even though I backstabbed you? How did you make it through this even when you went through this financial mess? All you say is I encountered the glory of God and it changed my life. It changed my life. Some of you have been asking for God about this. And you're saying, God, I can't carry this anymore. I can't go into 2016 again. I can't carry this. I can't carry this depression. I can't carry these thoughts. I, I can't, I can't hold it any longer. God, I need you to help me. And some of you have been asking for an encounter with God, and I want to tell you that today is your chance. How many of you want, now this is this is an honest question. How many of you want a true, not experience, but an encounter with God? We're going to close in a totally different way than we normally do. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. Father, we thank you now, God, for your presence that's in this place, for your glory that's in this place. God, I thank you for this word that has come forth, Lord. I pray, God, that that we will begin to climb and work and see you for who you really are. And God, that we don't just want an experience. We don't want just a two-hour thing, God. We don't want just, but God, we will get plugged in this next year, God. We will get plugged into life groups. We will get plugged into the young adults. We'll get plugged into the youth. God, we will do things just strictly so we can encounter your glory. God, there's some people here whose marriages are in shambles and they haven't told anybody. There's some people, God, who are here who are struggling with fear and depression and they have been all year, and they haven't told anybody. There's some people here, God, that, God, that need a fresh touch from you, God, either spiritually or physically. And I pray right now, God, that you pour out your glory to them like never before. And so just for these next few minutes, we're done. And that is you. And you say, God, I want to encounter. God, I want to change my life. I want to move to the next level. I want to, I want to feel you. God, I want, I want to see you. Show me your glory in my life. 2016, I don't want to ever want to be the same. If that is you without worrying about who's sitting next to you, without worrying about what's going on in your life, or who can look at you and say something funny, I want you to come down here right now. If that's you, come on, even if you want a fresh touch from God, come on, come experience, come encounter him. Come encounter him. There's some of you that have been crying tears that, or need to cry tears or need to move to the next level in your life. You're saying, God, I, how can I do it? I want to let you know there's a young man 26 year old man that there is an answer and the answer is that you've got to get to a place where you can encounter him encounter his glory his glory will change your life lift your hands Father we thank you now God you see every need in this place you see all the different things that we're struggling with you see it all I can't see it God but you see it but now I ask God that even through the tears even through the pain even through the depression yes I hear you Lord even through those things I hear God saying that there are some people and I'm not asking you to lift your hands about it but that struggled with suicidal thoughts this year in the name of Jesus Christ I break that by the power and the authority of God And I tell you that you are loved. You are appreciated. You are wanted. And this next year is going to be the best year of your life. God, let this church encounter who you really are. Take us to the next level. Change us. Shift us. And let us receive you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, just take 20 seconds and just receive whatever you need. If you need to cry, cry. If you need to grab somebody's hand and pray, do it. Whatever you need. If you need to kneel, bow, do it. Do it. God, we thank you. We thank you. Come on, something's falling right now. Something's falling. I see it. I, I'm trying to stop, but something is falling right now. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Just receive it. I hear God saying, there's some of you, I've been knocking on your door. I've been I've been giving it to you, but I just need you to receive it. Come on, y'all. He's here. Oh, he's here. Come on. Come on, let's experience him. Let's encounter him. Come on, he's here. He's here. Hallelujah. God changes. I hear God saying to some people, let it go. Let it go. You've carried it too long. You've carried it. Now let it go. In Jesus' name, let it go. Come on, encounter him. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Come on. Come on. Just a few more minutes. A few more minutes. Come on, if you need to cry, cry. If you need to let it go, let it go. Come on. Come on. Come on. Cry out for him. Encounter him. Worship him. Some of us need to do like Moses and throw ourselves at his feet and say, God, I want your glory. I'm coming to the mountain. I'm coming back to you. I close out this year, 2015. And I say, Lord, in 2016, use me. Even through these tears, use me. Even through my divorce, use me. Even through my financial trouble, use me. God, let me encounter your glory. We me encounter you, Jesus.
2: You know, Pastor TJ, I was thinking as you were saying that, I was thinking, you know, what would happen is... I know Pastor TJ wouldn't want you to leave here thinking this, that you climbed a mountain in one service. That's not what he's talking about. And often that's what he's talking about at this point that we, we come in, we think, well, one service, you know, we're going to climb the mountain, we're going to get there. And What should happen is this, is that when we leave here this week, I want you to picture in your mind spiritually. This is what I was seeing in my spirit, Pastor TJ, as you were speaking, that what if we were climbing a mountain all week? And then when we came together, I've been climbing a mountain, and you've been climbing a mountain, and a person next and we come in together. Oh, man, you're talking about the the, the anointing increasing. You're talking about the glory being, being poured out that's what he's talking about, that's when it happens when we've been climbing a mountain all week we can't just rush into his presence and be like oh, we're here, you know we, we, we come in, climbing I've been climbing all week, I've been spending time at his feet all week, I've been spending time meditating on him this week, I've been spending time praising him on my own this week and when we come in together, we've been doing that all week, wow, man so this is, this is what I want us to do let's make a commitment that God we're going to climb the mountain this week Let's spend some time climbing the mountain this week. And when we come together next week, let say, God, we're we, we coming in ready. We're not going to come in this little half-hearted thinking, boy, i got to get here and get my tank filled up today. No, let's, let's climb the mountain during the week and come together and see what God does every week as we start building off of that message today that was, that was spoken to us. Do you receive that word? Pastor TJ, thank you for that powerful word today. Let's climb the mountain together throughout the week. God bless you guys so much for being here. Be careful going home. I know some of you had to take different routes to get here because your streets and bridges were flooded to get here. So thank you for for being here. We appreciate you very, very much. If you're planning on going to the uh, the Family Day at MSSU, we'll have tickets available back at the Welcome Center. You can pick those up. Make sure you pick those up this week if you can. Start getting some of those so we won't have a big rush next week. Okay. God bless you. You guys have a great week.